The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open again to Psalm number 1, we continue our exposition concerning the crossroads of life with a particular look at the road of the righteous today. First, a word of prayer, and then we'll begin our reading with Psalm 1, verse 1. Father, we come now in Jesus' powerful name, thanking you for our Savior, your Son, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for Calvary, for his cross, for our redemption by his blood and by his substitution there on the tree for the sins of the whole world. Lord, help us now to glorify his name and instruct your people, instruct all people. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalm 1, verse 1, the scriptures say, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. We continue where we left off concerning the road of the righteous. The righteous man is a happy man in verse 1, a holy man in verse 2, a healthy man in verse 3. He is a man who is prospering, spiritually speaking, his way his road, his path, that which he travels, it is marked with three things. The boundaries that he sets in verse 1, the book that he loves in verse 2, and the bounty that he finds, verse number 3. We saw the principle of where he will not step, that is, he does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He ponders and takes heed to the direction of his life. Then we saw the principle of where he will not stand. He does not stand in the way of sinners. He will not linger in their way, whether it be the highway that leads to sin 
or the pathway, that back way, that alleyway that leads to sin. No, for he ponders the development of his life. How are things shaping up? How are things making out? Will this road lead me closer unto the Lord? He rejects the purposes and plans of the ungodly. He rejects the paths and the pleasures of the sinful. Now then for this principle of where he will not sit. Notice the progression. We could call it a digression, but there is a progression here. We go from walking to standing to sitting. Brethren, where are you walking today? Where are you standing today? Where are you sitting today? Note, you'll walk in one way, and that will lead you to stand in a certain place, and that will lead you to sit down with certain people. He will not sit, the Bible says, in the seat of the scornful. The righteous man who is both happy and holy will not set himself down nor remain with those who make mouths at God. He will not remain at the break table when men mock the word of God and mock the God of the word. He will not company with those who sneer at the Son of God and despise the law of God, who laugh at the people of God and refuse the rule and lordship of Jesus Christ. No, the righteous man will not dwell in their company. A godly man then ponders not only the direction and the development, but the destination of his life, and he takes heed thereunto. He knows how one's seat or one's dwelling will influence the mind and heart and potentially bring great ruin or great reward. Therefore, he will mark his company well, and he will choose his seat, his place of dwelling very carefully, and he therefore personally rejects the places and the philosophies of the scornful. We had better learn if we would be righteous men, women, and children of God to incorporate some negative principles as governed by the book even the principle of where we will not step in the counsel of the ungodly, even the principle of where we will not stand, even in the way of sinners. And yes, the principle of where we will not sit, that is the seat of the scornful, the blessed man and the boundaries that he sets. But now verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Here is the blessed man and the book that he loves. Lemoyne Sharp said in his book on the Psalms, the blessed man is a Bible man. Are you a Bible man? Am I a Bible man? Are we people of the book? He who would be blessed must delight in and dwell with the holy word of God. The book of James chapter 1 verse 25 says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, 
and continueth therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now this blessed man, holding this book of God that he loves, we find him pleased with God's word. Yes, his delight is in the law of the Lord. He is always contemplating what he reads in the scriptures. He finds great delight. He finds immense pleasure in the truths of God, in the words of scripture, and he gives his heart completely to the book. He is delighted in God's word. But then he ponders on God's word, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Yes, the godly man, the righteous soul, will study in silence what God has said in his word. They store up for later use what they find in the scriptures. Find your verse in the morning and turn it over and over in your mind time and again throughout the afternoon, day and night, the Bible says. He meditates therein. He dwells on what he has read, finds strength, and finds nourishment in the scriptures and gives not only his heart completely, but his mind continually to the book. The righteous man is a blessed man because he is at home with the word of God. This book, the Bible, the word of God, it is his refuge and sanctuary, his light and guide, his strength and hope, his food and nourishment, his love and pleasure, his sword and shield, his map and compass, his delight and his devotion, his friend and his comrade. It is the book of God, the book that he loves. But then in verse 3, we see the blessed man and the bounty that he finds. Notice verse 3 with me again, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So with the boundaries to protect him, with a book to guide him, he finds himself situated in a place of bountiful blessings. The godly man is likened here in a figure of speech, in a simile, unto a mighty tree that has stretched its roots deep into the ground. It cannot be shaken by the storm, nor withered by the drought, nor taken by the wind. It is a planted tree with a deep, hidden source of life and of strength that stands tall and stands as a testimony to all those around it. And so the righteous man is a planted tree. He is established and settled, planted in a good place, even by the rivers of water. These rivers or channels of water direct to flow by him and sustain him and support him. Rivers are flowing and bring life with them. According to John seven thirty seven through 39 we can drink from the water of the Holy Spirit of God and have those rivers of living water from which to live and to thrive. He's a planted tree, this godly man, but he's a productive tree that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. The tree that's properly planted and cultivated can begin to bring forth fruit, be productive and profitable. Thus the godly man brings forth fruit and glorifies the Father in his season. Note those words. There's a season to bear fruit. There's a season for pruning. There's a season for trimming. And there's a season for blooming and bearing fruit. A season to grow and be strengthened. 
that we might bring forth more fruit and mature and then bring forth much fruit. But then he's a permanent tree. His leaf also shall not wither. There's an ever abiding testimony of life and color in the righteous, blessed, happy, and holy man. He will stand the test of time. In the drought, he will be sustained and colorful. He will not shrivel up, nor die off, nor shrink away. Why? Because he's next to and drawing from those rivers of living water. But then he's a prosperous tree. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God will allow the righteous to suffer, oh yes, but he will also allow them to succeed and have good success, spiritually speaking. Now take it here, we're applying this verse in that spiritual sense, taking to our lives that the godly man and the righteous man can be a prosperous man. For we do believe there is a universal promise here given to all men who will follow in the law of the Lord and remain on the road of the righteous as they follow the good shepherd who leads them, feeds them, guides them, and guards them. And once God has planted a man and established him by the living waters, God can then test him, try him, and strengthen him, and watch for fruit and that ensiphering leaf, and he can bless that man and prosper that man. And so the Christian success is not measured in terms of worldly wealth, oh no but's measured and determined by being what God wants him to be and doing what God wants him to do. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's Word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmark. Cooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.